and welcome to another episode of the Yinscast, the official podcast for Yinscam, the industry leader in mobile apps for professional sports. Close to 200 apps for sports teams, leagues, arenas, and events around the world. I'm your host, Jeremy McBeak, and I'm excited today. We're going to be talking some NBA basketball with my friend from the Orlando Magic, one of our oldest clients and also newest clients. So we'll talk a little bit about that story. But Jay Riola, the Senior Vice President of Strategy and Innovation. Jay, you've been with the Magic for, I guess, 13 years, I think. Is that right? Yeah, it's actually a few more than that. It's almost 15 years now, almost but 15, a while. Okay. A while, right. yeah. I misread the LinkedIn bio, but um, <laughs> good, good to have you on the show. Really appreciate you joining us today. Well, you didn't misread the LinkedIn bio. I probably have not updated the LinkedIn oh. bio, but thank you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. I think um, it's an exciting opportunity to to talk with you and share some of the work that we're doing and, and how Yinscan plays a role in that. Absolutely, and you're also an adjunct professor at uh, the University of Central Florida, correct? That's right. Yeah, I, I teach as part of the uh, UCF DeVos Sports Business Management Program. I teach a sports analytics course. I'm going into my sixth year doing that. Awesome. And I appreciate that because I was in an adjunct professor for uh, Arizona State University in the uh, WP Carey School for a year and maybe doing it again this next fall. So always appreciate professors who are giving back to the, the young people out there. Um, and talk, talk about uh, your role with the Magic and, and what... Well, we're going to obviously talk a lot about the mobile app, but you oversee a lot of different things in your role. Sure. Yeah. So uh, my, my role today, I oversee the strategy and innovation team. So that, that consists of a number of different sub teams ranging from our data strategy and engineering group to our business strategy, analytics team, CRM, digital marketing, uh, innovation, and then even esports and some other like special strategic initiatives that you know, don't have a home necessarily. And we will either work to launch them and enroll them into kind of operations at large, or sometimes uh, continue to manage them over time. But it's a, it's a pretty cool opportunity, uh, unique role within the organization to be involved in a lot of different areas um, and to, to play a role in kind of helping the organization become smarter um, across the board. My, uh, Ginscast editor Tony will be jealous to hear about your involvement in esports. He's a big esports guy, so that's uh, that's got to be a fun fun part of the business, I would think. It is. It is. It's an exciting and growing area. So we participate as one of the teams in the NBA's 2K League. Right. Um, we have a franchise called Magic Gaming and built built a studio. Have um, you know six players. This will be our fourth year involved in that league. Have six players that come to Orlando, um, live here, train in our studio. Um, if they travel to New York or other cities to play their games, or last year we did it all virtually where they, they played in the studio and competed against the other teams. But it's been a fascinating business to be a part of. It obviously offers an opportunity to engage a different audience than traditional yeah. sports does. Um, but because it's also a basketball video game to stay connected to um, you know, partners in a way that feels normal um, for them in, in many respects. Sure. And Yin's game actually develops the NBA 2K app. So nice little plug for that as well. Ah, there um, you go. So talk about um, how you're set up. Your team is set up. It's very unusual um, across the NBA that like the mobile app falls under your area. Some teams it's communication, some teams it's marketing, some teams it's digital. Talk about how it's set up with you guys and, and the team that works on your mobile app. Yeah, sure. 
Um, what, what I'll probably do is talk a little bit about the journey that led up to it, because sure. like like other teams we have, and we're, we're very synergistic with those departments, we've had the app over time live in different areas of the business. But today it is managed and activated by our team in strategy and innovation. Um, so, you know, just a little bit of backstory. When, when we opened Amway Center, which was 2010, over a decade ago at this point, which is cra- crazy to think, um, it was right at the time that big data and analytics had taken off. And when we opened the building, we wanted to be technologically advanced and not just in scoreboards and video boards and, you know, kind of offering the in arena technology experience. We wanted to invest in systems and capabilities to um, make use of that data and inform our business and, and improve the experience of our fans. And so we, at that time, built an enterprise data warehouse. We uh, licensed advanced analytics software tools we grew a staff to really kind of mine the data and and plug it into our operations. And so over time, that became more of a driver in who are we engaging with? How are we engaging with those fans? You know, what is the content that we need to deliver to them? And it informed more of our, if you call direct digital marketing communication. So obviously email, website, Ticketmaster account manager. Sure. And In 2015, we leaned in really heavily to allowing the app to be the remote control for the in-arena experience um, for our fans. So like a lot of teams, digital ticket management, but we also opened the door for um, concession, uh, in-seat delivery, express pickup. You could buy unique experiences in the app. You could upgrade your seats. And so we did a lot around in-arena utility. And over time, as we've looked at kind of the app is not just the remote control, but also a communication channel that we can message to our fans, we can customize their experience. Uh, We felt like that should be informed through data. And so our team, we have a digital marketing division within my my department that is responsible for email, website, um, the mobile app online paid advertising. And we work really closely with our marketing and our marketing strategy team to make sure that there's a cohesive um, synergistic relationship there. But data and analysis drives a lot of the decisions about what we're doing and to to the different fan segments that we're doing it too. So that is ultimately kind of the journey that leads to why the mobile app lives within our digital marketing team under the strategy and innovation group. Yeah, that makes sense. Really smart with the way you've got that set up. Um, so I watched your uh, podcast with uh, Sean Callanan of the Sports Geek yesterday, just kind of in preparation, and and you talked about living and breathing data. So we're gonna we're gonna get into that here in a few minutes and talk a lot more about that and all you guys are doing with the app. But I want to go back a step further, talk about the journey of the app. At the beginning, I said you guys were one of our earliest NBA clients, but also one of our newest. So talk about you guys were with us originally. And then I think, I want to say it was right around 2015, you guys decided to make the switch and move over to Venue Next. And I believe Anthony Perez, who was the uh, CMO with the Magic, had gone over to Venue Next, became their CEO, and you guys went with them. And and talk about that transition for you guys and really what they brought to the table for you guys when you made that switch. I know you you touched on it a little bit there in in terms of utilities and the remote control for the arena. Yeah, so we... We were a Yenscam client before then and um, had a good experience. Like we, we felt like we were delivering a really good content app to our fans. Right. But you're right. Around 2015, we felt we needed to make uh, a change to lean into more of the in arena fan management. And 
fan game day management and giving them the tools and the capabilities to do that. And at the time, Venue Next um, had capabilities to develop integrations with our point of sale systems, to develop capabilities for integration with, with ticketing. And so we felt to bring the full kind of ecosystems together that that was the move that we needed to make and offer to our fans the ability to personalize their experience through digital management within our app. Um, and so, you know, over those five years, we expanded upon that. We redesigned a lot of our ticketing products, including our season tickets to allow our fans to return their tickets to us, create a digital currency that they could then use in the Venue Next app to buy concessions, buy retail, buy unique experiences like a message on the scoreboard or a visit from our mascot or book uh, reservations at our club level restaurant. And so over time, we, we felt like we were doing a really good job of kind of building that in arena experience system. But as, fast forward and, and realize kind of what's happened with content and the importance that it plays and also the role that we wanted to to play in personalizing our fan experience through messaging, through, um, you know, targeted communications, targeted advertisements of different promotions that depending on what type of fan you were, what your level of engagement was, what your ty type of ticket buyer were, um, we felt we needed more capabilities to do that. So fast forward to uh, 2019, 2020, we, we kind of reevaluated what what should we do? What would the path forward be? And at this time, uh, Venue Next had evolved a little bit in mm -hmm. kind of their business model and what they were looking for. And we came back to Yinscam and decided to make the transition from being a Venue Next platform to a Yinscam platform with Venue Next integrated um, as our in-app commerce system. They also are now the point of sale system at Amway Center too. So we've been able to continue that relationship with Venue Next for continuity and for data right. and obviously the capabilities that they provide. But we feel like the move to Yenscam has allowed us to really enrich the content marketing and personalization opportunities for our fans and together have the best of both, both worlds um, that allow the continued management for the in arena experience, but um, an incredibly engaging, interactive, you know, deep content experience as well. Absolutely. And I love the fact that um, you guys were the first arena I, I've heard of to actually describe themselves as a smart arena, which I think is really, really uh, a great name for it and a great description of everything you guys have done. You've really been one of the leaders in that space of kind of leveraging technology in your building. Um, and you really did some great things with Venue Next. And, and for those who aren't aware, we have a great relationship with Anthony Perez now and with Venue Next. And um, so I've really enjoyed that relationship and working together on this project with you guys as they built out an SDK with a lot of those in-arena uh, utilities and functionality to keep them into the, the new app, um, really, which I think is important for your fan base for that consistency. So they, you know, when they have a new looking app, at least the functionality of a lot of the utilities that they use in the venue and they come to the building are the same. I think that's really uh, valuable for your fans. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think... Um... For us, the, the decision to move to Yinscam was not one that we felt um, could be made while sacrificing some of the in-arena experiential elements. And so the ability to have you partner together with Venue Next to integrate their SDK while allowing us to kind of move forward with some of the initiatives that we felt Yinscam was uniquely positioned to provide was 
you know, of great intrigue. And so we, we feel really pleased with the decision that's been made and the progress that's been made over the last year together on the Inscam app partnered with, with Venue Next Integrated. Absolutely. And like I said, we've got a good relationship there. We've been able to do that with a couple different teams. We're going to be talking to the Utah Jazz here in another episode or two of the Ginscast. So everybody can watch out for that. Um, but talk about a little bit more about your new app. I know one of the big focuses was the fan at home. And that was even before the pandemic. We were working with you guys before that really hit. And uh, the NBA season was kind of put on pause last March. Hard to believe it's been a year at this point, but um, we were already working with you on the app with a focus of really engaging fans at home more. Absolutely. And, and what happened with COVID, the NBA creating the bubble environment at Disney really accelerated our plans um, because we, we had had the focus being on what we thought would be a normal 2021 season. Right. Um, and, you know, a longer roadmap to kind of build to where we would be ready for the preseason um, in October. And then when the news came that we were going to have the, um, the NBA bubble at, at Disney and that we would be playing games without fans, we felt like we needed to do to do more to offer to our fans a better fan experience in our mobile app. And so the, the timing, you know, it was it was obviously um, just good fortune that we had been talking and moving forward on that roadmap, but ultimately it, it paid off considerably because I think what we were able to do was relaunch the app in early July, I believe it was. And, you know, our first games down at Disney world were I think in like late July. Right. And so what we were able to do was use that month as kind of a lead in to not only do testing, but promotional um, activities as well to make sure that our fans, both both our core fans, our season ticket holders, our partial plans, you know, people who have come to games, as well as our uh, fan base at large, knew that the new app was um, an offering for them to engage with us, to follow the team, to to play interactive games, and together, um, not only with Yenscam but with some other technology provider, Sparks, which helped us with the second screen experience that is right. integrated into the app and promoted in the into the app. Um, in, in a really, just really effective way, um, allowed us to kind of offer something new, different, exciting to our fans that enriched their experience. Well, also was really important to us at a time when our business model was different. We couldn't have fans in the building. We weren't selling tickets. So delivering value to our global partners and some of our, and our sponsors, um, being able to generate leads in new and different ways was, was really important. So we felt very fortunate that we had the relationship with Yenscam at that point, that we were like-minded and on the same page with regard to what we wanted to do, even though originally it was for, you know, a normal NBA season. Yeah. And we just accelerated our, our development to make sure that things were launched and ready by the time of the NBA restart period. Um, and it, and it, worked, it worked really well. We were incredibly pleased with the level of engagement that we saw and the feedback we got on the fan experience and the ability, like I said, to, um, to offer opportunities to fans and to partners alike uh, to be a part of the at-home experience during that time. Absolutely. Uh, you touched on uh, Sparks, your partnership with them, and, and that may be something that, that people who are not Yinscam clients already may not realize. Uh, we talked about uh, Venue Next being able to integrate their SDK, but we can in integrate SDKs from a lot of different vendors, depending on what our clients are looking for. And I think we've 
think we've got close to 100 third-party vendors um, across all of our different apps. Um, so that's something that um, I think is unique to us that we can do and, and talk about how that integration went and what Sparks brings to the table for you guys. And, and uh, Magic Vision Mobile, I believe, is what that, that second screen experience is called, correct? Correct. Yeah. So it's to our fans, it's named Magic Vision Mobile. Um, on the back end, it's utilizing Sparks platform right. um, to basically activate the production around the second screen experience. So it is a trivia and predictive gaming platform where um, digitally in our app, you mentioned kind of the integration. So we'll promote it via push notification and marketing and ensure fans know, um, you know when it's happening, what's happening, what they need to do to get involved. Um, but you can come in and um, there are different contests based on the time in the game. So we, we try to have um, opportunities that fans who may not have the ability to watch the entire game can still compete in a mini competition. So we have a competition. I think there's like six throughout the game. Yeah, there's one each quarter. There's maybe a pregame one. Um, and it's it's for people who are incredibly knowledgeable in the game of basketball on our team, as well as your fan who who may not know anything about what's going on, right? So there's there's questions around who will be ahead at the end of the first quarter, which team will score the ne next basket, um, who will the next foul be called on and things, things of that nature. And then there are also um, questions around magic, you know, historical trivia and, and things of that nature. So our, our content studio within our marketing team just does an awesome job bringing that to life. Um, and it's pretty exciting for us to be able to deliver that experience to fans in the magic app um, and, and to kind of drive them into that. And we, we've seen just like incredible engagement with it. The average, I think, um, user time during the NBA restart period was close to 30 minutes. So fans wow. were staying, it was sticky, right? Like they were staying yep. in the app, they were engaging with it um, and, and having a really good fan experience using it. So in addition, what we've been able to do is work with our uh, regional sports network, our, our broadcast partner, to integrate it into our telecast. So if you're watching the game, they'll promote Magic Vision Mobile in the Magic app. They even times will ask questions. There's um, really, really you know, smart. Da David Steele, yeah, will ask, like, is this anything? It's kind of a little um, game that they do. And um, the production studio either gives them a bell or buzzer based on <laughs> how interesting they rate kind of the insight that he's providing. And in Magic Vision Mobile, we'll ask fans, like, will David get a bell or a buzzer on tonight's broadcast? So there's been really creative ways that we've been able to tie, you know, different fan experiences together using that tool and delivering it through our app. So we're, we're really pleased with it. We feel like um, in a time, again, where there were no fans in the building, it was important for us to get that out of the gate. But we've continued it this season, even as we are one of the few teams that are playing in front of fans at Amway Center. Right. Um, when I got a chance to talk to Allie Anderson on your team in advance of our, our Yinscast here, and she talked about really uh, a focus on Gen Z for you guys and really having content that, that the Gen Z audience is going to be drawn to. Can you talk a little bit about that and why that's important to you guys? Yeah, like any organization, but definitely sports organizations, I think we are always trying to be mindful and prepare for the next generation of fans. Um, and clearly in this day and age, having engaging digital properties, engaging digital content is of key importance for that. So 
we, you know, there's, there's a number of things that we've done that we will continue to do to try to keep that as a key initiative for us. You know, one was this past spring, we actually engaged the University of Central Florida and a team of students to do um, a critique of our different digital properties. So our app, our social channels, our website. Great and, you know, some of the feedback we got was you have great content on different social channels and you should consolidate some of that to fans who may not follow you on Instagram or Twitter in your app so that they're aware of it um, and can choose to follow you on those different channels or can use your app as kind of a consolidation hub for everything um, magic oriented. And so some of the feedback that we received from that research initiative, we were able in working with Yenscam to deploy um, when we made the change to our app. And I, so, you know, those are very tactical short-term things, but I think we always want to kind of keep an eye on what, what do our fans want and how can we best deliver that to them? And how is it going to be nuanced and segmented based on the audience of fan? Um, because I think, you know, obviously a, a season ticket holder who has a 32 year tenure with us and has been with us from day one may not have the appetite um, for the same content that someone who's an 18 to 20 year old, 30 year sure. old who um, is willing to spend a lot of time in our app playing Magic Vision Mobile, um, playing interactive games. So it, it is important to us and, and we want to be able to deliver something for everyone. And I, again, I go back to kind of, that was one of the fundamental reasons why we felt Yinscam was um, a platform that could offer that, that there was versatility, there was, uh, personalization capabilities where we know who you are, you're logging into our tickets or you're signing on into our app. We have information about you that we've acquired, not just through your use of the app, but through all the other systems that you interact with us on. Let's use that information to kind of tailor your experience um, and deliver to you meaningful content, meaningful messaging, meaningful marketing. Absolutely. Um, and, and again, we'll talk a little bit more that, about that here coming up, but I also wanted to touch on uh, the sponsor activations, which which you, you briefly mentioned there, but that's another way to, I think, engage the younger audience with some of those fun interactive things like your Mountain Dew shootout game, um, your AR filter, some of those other things. And I know you're also yep. going to be launching a partner's hub uh, where fans can get a lot of uh, different offers and promotional information from your partners too. talk about how important that is, especially right now during the pandemic when you have fans in the building, but it's not a full building. So it's, it's needed to really help fulfill yeah. sponsorships. It's incredibly important. Um, obviously because of the circumstances that we're in, but even, even beyond that, I think um, partners and the, the wants and needs of partners have evolved over obviously yeah. the last decade and, and probably significantly even more over the last couple of years. And so, you know, you, we've all heard this, the days of just buying a sign and putting it somewhere into the stadium or the arena or putting it on the broadcast uh, are largely a thing of the past. And partners want to have engaging activations that connect with fans in meaningful ways. Like that's, right. I think, what sports teams and properties bring to the table. And so for us, we feel like our, our app and our other digital channels and digital properties can offer that in, in now really unique and compelling ways. So, I mean, you touched on a couple of the examples. Obviously, Magic Vision Mobile is one where it's really simple to have like tonight's game brought to you by, but some of the pricing sure. comes from that partner. So it could be, you know, a Disney pass. It could be um, credits on Southwest airlines. It could be 
um, other opportunities that a partner may be able to provide to someone. Um, but then we also have a lot of interactivity and you mentioned there's um, face filters, there's other like children's games in our app. We have a Mountain Dew shootout where you can compete um, basically in like a pop a shot, but virtually in the app that we will offer for fans at home in the arena. You're competing against everyone else in the arena and it's actually yeah. the scoreboard. The leaderboard is on the scoreboard during that timeout. Um, so there's a lot of ways that we try to enrich the fan experience through the app and have partners meaningfully be attached to that in ways that feels organic, non-intrusive, right? And, and kind of um, connects to our fan base. And so I think the app is, is really important for that. And again, I go back to like, what's exciting for us is now we can segment that. So we can tell a partner like, hey, if you have a particular audience of fans that you would most like to feature this to, we can do that precisely, right? Like we can do that very in a very targeted manner. Um, and, and I think that is that is a unique opportunity that we have. So it's an incredibly important uh, capability and deliverable that our team is is asked to provide. And I think I credit our global partnerships department with being very forward thinking, with recognizing the um, pushing us, but also recognizing all of the opportunities that exist. And we're working to bring a lot of that to life in a very short period of time. You can do such creative and uh, powerful activations for sponsors when you have a good relationship with your, your sales team and you guys really work together and coming up with those, those creative things. And you guys have done an awesome job with that. Um, let's jump into your passion, data and analytics. You've been touching on it kind of throughout the interview, but talk about really how, in addition to segmenting sponsor activations, how else are you guys using data and collecting data through, yeah. through your mobile app to really leverage that and make a better experience for your fans? Yeah, so it, it's definitely a passion. I think what is part of the passion too is the application of insights that come through data, right? So like we, we always talk about like the goal of us being a very data-driven organization isn't to just have really cool dashboards that are delivered throughout the organization. That, yes, that is a part of it. But I think even more exciting is the development of new products, the, the change of kind of different um, business strategies that we can deploy, thinking innovatively and creatively in a way that's going to offer value to our, to our fans and to our partners um, and to you know, other stakeholders in the organization and how data and analysis can unlock a lot of that. So it is really important to us. We have worked really hard to build an advanced data and analytics infrastructure. As I mentioned, you know, building an enterprise data warehouse, um, having a, right. a suite of software tools we license from a company called SaaS mm -hmm. that provide for us advanced data capabilities, dashboarding, marketing automation. Um, and we've worked really hard over the last two years to basically in a modernization effort to whether that's cloud migration, system upgrades, um, changing of different platforms that we have. But it is a very uh, key component and we feel a foundational component for what we're able to build a lot of our business and digital strategies on top of. So, um, you know, that, that I think is, is key as well, is to recognize that it, is, it enables a lot of innovative, creative um, value creation. Um, and it's not just do, like being invested in data and passionate about data is for data's right. sake. It's, it's what I think it offers.
Sure. Absolutely. Talk about um, during the NBA bubble, you guys really used that as like an opportunity for you guys. You saw that as an opportunity to really study the data that you were getting through your new launch, the new the launch relaunch of your app um, yep. and talk about how you took advantage of that during that uh, unique experience. Yeah, I, I think, and we, we as a team, we're not unique in this talking with counterparts throughout the NBA and throughout sports. I think the, absence or at least um, period of not having to be as focused on ticketing analytics and driving ticket sales um, and season ticket renewals allowed us to pivot and focus more of our time and our energy on different areas of the business. So, you know, three, three areas come to mind for us. One is obviously, as you touched on, not only this, the project management for the migration to the InScan platform, but to really study the data um, that comes from a fan engagement. So using kind of our, our mobile application data, studying that and, and rolling that more into our business operation. Uh, honestly, doing more with our global partnerships team than we, we had ever done before. And we had for a long time worked really closely with them on partnership surveys. So are you know, our fans aware of our partners? What does their fan affinity look like? Are they more willing to try a partner's product or frequent their location of business? So we had done that for a long time, but right. going a lot deeper into building fan profiles into uh, understanding our audiences and how those can strategically connect to, to them. So that was a second area. And then the third was just social media analytics. Um, I obviously in a time where fans are not in the building, um, delivering content is, is even more important. And so we did a lot to stand up dashboards and new reports to really study these audiences, to, to work together with them, understanding what some of their key objectives were and how they wanted to measure them and, and building kind of reporting and measurement tools for them. So I think that it was, um, it was an opportunity to take advantage of a time in which a key area, at least for us at the magic of our, um, of our focus and in, in ticket sales and retention um, was paused to, to kind of develop our capabilities in, in other areas. And so we took full advantage of that and we'll now have that be an even bigger part of our data strategy and business strategy programming going forward. And how are you using data to try and uh, personalize the app more for fans? I, I know it, you're, I believe that it's helping fans to be able to find things they really want rather than having to, to really dig for it, correct? Yeah, and, and it's just a, it's a delivery system for us in new and engaging ways. So, so like, you know, thinking about the data view that we've built on, let's just take our season ticket holders, right? We, we, you engage with us through Ticketmaster, through our CRM system, through surveys. Um, we've, we probably have demographic data appends on you um, that either we've purchased from a third-party provider or perhaps you've told us about yourself and your family and um, your preferences over time. And so we've consolidated all of that into our warehouse. And now what we essentially we're building is this, this single view is, is best, you know, and we, we, we've all heard this buzzword over time, right? But kind of a single view of your fan. But if you think about you've got a row for every fan and you've got all these columns of data that come from different systems in which fans interact with and come from different um, experiences that they have that can inform how you interact with them. It can inform predictions about those customers. And so 
you know, the easiest one that most teams today do is uh, retention analytics, trying to predict how likely a season ticket holder or a partial plan holder is to renew their membership from year to year. Right. Um, you know, over time, like we would, you know, early a decade ago, we would make those predictions. We would drop them into an Excel file. We would hand them off to our client service team and we would report on them and just kind of like hope that they were getting used and activated in meaningful ways. And as we adopted our CRM system, as we built a marketing automation engine, we were able to more automatically feed those into, okay, we're going to set up phone calls for the client service team based on the at-risk profile of different accounts. Or we're going to send emails to different segments with incentives or messages that are meaningful to them based on what we observe and believe around their renewal. Now we look at the app as another direct to consumer channel where you're a season ticket holder. Maybe we know that you've missed a few games or you have a large magic money balance. We can send you a push notification. We can drop a message to your inbox. We can, right. we can literally launch a splash paid ad when you open the app that says, Hey, we've missed you at the last couple of games. Like here's an upgrade on us. That's awesome. Yeah. And so it's, it's really exciting to us. And I think that, you know, that works complementary to a phone call for a rep. Like we, we deliver this information directly to the customer. We also let the rep know what's going on and what we're doing and what we're extending so that they can um, be supportive and, and kind of back and forth uh, on those types of things. So that I think is, are some of the examples of how data can play a role in, in personalization. You know, then there's, there's other more broad stroke opportunities as well. It's like, are you a fan who lives in central Florida? Are you a fan who lives right. in Brazil? When you open the app, how should your experience differ based on what we know about you? Even if it's as simple as like, you've never, you've never logged in to manage tickets or bought anything from concessions, but your geolocation tells us a little bit about you and we can tailor your experience there. So that's a wide spectrum, but I think it gives a little bit of a, a taste of what we feel is capable and we're bringing to life through all of the work we've done to build again, our data analytics marketing automation system, and that is available to us with the InScan. Right. You're giving a peek into the future, I think, a little bit, but but I'm going to, for my last question, ask you a, a hard one. Look down the road three years, five years, where do you think uh, your your app is or where would you like it to be? Hopefully That's I'm going to learn something from you here because you're a smart guy, so you can, you can give me some tips. Well, well thank you. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I do think that it's important for us to continually think about innovating the products that we offer and the experiences that we offer to fans. And I think that the app plays a larger part in that than ever before. Mm -hmm. um, so you think about, you, know, you think about all of these companies during this pandemic that have had to accelerate their digital plans and their digital roadmap. And, you know, do we hear whether that's cashless, it's frictionless? Um, yeah. The app enables that. Um, and so I think it's really important for us to make sure to a fan that they have a seamless experience because you've touched on, there are many different technology providers that all have to come to life in what to the fan is a seamless experience. So yes. We're on a Yinscam platform. We're using Ticketmaster. We're using Venue Next. We're using Sparks. We're using these other third parties. And we want the fan to really not realize that there are different backend providers for these games. We would love for them to have the ability to like 
earn loyalty re- points or rewards um, through that. They obviously, a fan would expect that the magic know, um, regardless of which system I'm in, that it's me and who I am and what's meaningful to me. Exactly. So I think it's really, it's really important for us to kind of keep that in mind. Um, and as we, as an industry together, innovate and think of kind of like, what is the, what is the new age that we're always thinking about the fan first in many respects and making it easy for them to have a, an awesome experience um, with us. So I don't know, that's a, it's a little bit more philosophical, but I, but I think that that is certainly top of mind for us. And many of the other teams, you, know, you talked about Utah, we talk with Utah all the time because they have many of the same um, partner relationships that we do. And um, they do an awesome job of bringing that together in uh, a unified, seamless experience. And so we're, we're very much thinking the same. You know, the other piece, and this is maybe not as much app specific, but I do think it's important I'm a big believer in flexible ticketing. We've done a tremendous amount of work at the Magic to introduce flexibility into all of our different ticket products, whether that's season tickets, partial plans, flex banks, um, passes. I think that that is going to be of growing importance. We've obviously learned now that because of COVID, games are easily rescheduled all the time or frequently rescheduled all the time. And, you know, even before that, um, it's not uncommon in the NBA to play three games in four days or four games in six or seven days. And so fans, even if they're hugely passionate magic fans, they may not want to come to four games in, in a week. And so giving them flexibility where they don't feel like they're um, burdened based on the fact that they have a ticket or they, they're, they're likely to miss a game because of other reasons and adding them value um, that can enrich their experience. So I think, um, flexible ticketing. And then I go back to just kind of like the prominence that the app will play in delivering experiences and making that seamless and uniform. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for everybody watching, if you want to learn even more about the Orlando Magic app, visit orlandomagic.com. My good friend, old friend, I got to give him a shout out. Dan Savage just wrote an awesome (laughs) article all about your app. Really long, in-depth article talking about all the different partnerships and working with Yinscam and Venue Next and and everybody else. So fans, check that out. And Jay, I can't thank you enough for taking the time right now during a busy uh, part of the year as you guys are up and running again to uh, join us and, and share your insights into the app and analytics and data. Uh, really appreciate you coming on. And I know that uh, Priya wanted me to pass along your thanks just for, for entrusting us to work with you on this project. We're so proud to have you guys back in the Yinscam family and uh, love what you guys have come up with and we've, we've worked on together for, for the Orlando Magic fans. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, we're, we're happy and excited to be partners and, and proud of the work that we're doing and we'll continue to do going forward. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks, Jay. Go!